0: Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. So let's start this, let's get this going. It's um, three o'clock and uh, it's uh, quite nice outside actually, on Saturday. Um, My name is Bill. I'm the founder and owner of Be The Groomer, which is a um, support business for specializing in pet groomers. And I've been really fortunate to um, find Lisa today. She's um, agreed to come on live and speak to me with all you guys and girls watching. And we're going to go over some uh, particular issues within the industry and uh, have some insights about um, how to get over these issues. So. Welcome,
1: Lisa.
0: um, Thank you. you And let us know a little bit about yourself, how you got into the dog grooming industry, the name of your company, et cetera. Yeah,
1: no problem at all. So uh, my name's Lisa Smith. I set up my business um, 21 years ago this June. So June 2000, 2000, I set it up. And um, I'd gone from, I was a corporate event producer, work in London, moved to Bristol, just went, can't do corporate anymore, time to do something that I love Wanted to work with dogs, but wanted to find something that I could quickly change my career. Um, And, you know, you want to be a veterinary nurse or something that takes years and years and years. Um, So somebody mentioned dog grooming and my, you know, 20 years ago, dog grooming was like, you're over 60s in a dirty dog grooming parlor. And I was like, "Mm, okay, well, let's have a look at it. Um, Eventually found, um, a grooming salon in Cheltenham um, run by Jill East years ago. I don't know if anyone knows Jill East, um, but she was big at the time, a breeder and uh, showing of poodles. And uh, she ran a training school in Cheltenham. So I went and did a month's course um, there um, and then, and then left and set up with the, okay, I'm fully equipped. <clears throat> Had no idea, no idea. And just bumbled through basically just bumbled through, self-taught. And then suddenly companies started doing seminars. Designer Dog was one of them years ago. um, And then just started to build my business, um, taking on staff. I opened up a dog boarding kennels as well back in 2013, and that's really successful now and busy. Um, And then I started teaching um, and training about six years ago. And love it. And But gone through loads of, like, ups and downs with the business, which hopefully we'll cover a little <laughs> bit today.
0: So um, you've taken a very similar path to my wife, actually, because really? she, um, she started off as a veterinary nurse. Ah, um, okay. So she started off as a veterinary nurse, qualified, but didn't, wasn't getting fulfilment out of it. So, like yourself, she went off and did a 30-day um, pet grooming course with a local school, and then it was like... Yeah. Here's my scissors. Here's my comb, and off I go. Go quick. <laughs> so
1: yeah, go set up a business, having no idea what to do.
0: No, no, it's very uh, daunting, yeah. isn't it, and quite scary. Yeah. But now, I mean, these do days, uh, as I said, 20 years ago, 16 years ago, when we set up, there was very little um, pet groomers around at the time. I've never even heard of it myself. And then um, there's been a massive explosion in there um, of pet groomers, which is really good it
1: is huge now
0: so you run your um pet grooming company and then you've got a training school yes tell me a little bit about your training school how did you get into that what sort of qualifications did you need
1: so um i took my sitting girls level three whenever back 2010 or so 2011 um, and just wanted to know what was sort of the next progression for me. I really I, lo- I really enjoyed, so that, you know, the staff that I'd taken on, I'd really enjoyed teaching them um, and seeing them develop. So I wanted to sort of more professionally go into the teaching side. So I went and did my teacher training course. I think it was Petals, um, level four teacher training um, at college, yeah. um, did that. Um, and then, you know, found a, a training company that I could um become one of their satellite um training um centers and um yeah just went from there and oh, yeah. and I took yeah did my assessor course um a couple of years ago so now I'm a qualified assessor um and now I'm currently working on my level four sitting guilds as well, well I wouldn't recommend is that the
0: oh. um ICGM is it the leadership yeah yeah we're, yeah. we're, we're just embarking on that. I think it's really important to highlight what you've done and highlight your journey because it shows people out there that, you know, there is more to pet grooming, that there is more to aspire to. You know, you've got your competitions and your shows and then you can go into your the sort of training industry as well. So it's not just... Um, you're, you're not just stuck in a salon, although that's you can do if you want to, but there's definitely a career within pet grooming, isn't there?
1: Oh, absolutely. And there's so many areas off that you can also yeah get involved in you know we set the dog board up. you know you can do doggy daycare dog walking all sorts of different um, areas as well that yeah.
0: open up so um we've connected you've, you've joined my facebook page and i put a post mm-hmm. up the other day just saying you know what uh, what issues are people finding in their business the barriers that we can break down and you were the only person that commented <laughs> but here you are that, but that's you know, fine yeah June favors the brave doesn't it you know, <laughs> and now you've been you're really nice of you to sort of agree to come on live and help other people as well as yourself so um some of the things that you put well, the three things that you put on the facebook post was charging your worth um, the importance of customer service and not beating yourself up about grooming um, or seek the groom. So let's just read the first one and um, explain to me what, you, what do you mean by charging your worth and the issues you have around that.
1: I think, I think as groomers, it's really hard you know, to ask people for money for, some, for a service that you've done, particularly, particularly when you've recently qualified. You're kind of having feelings slightly of self-doubt, not feeling that you're good enough that you're able to charge what you what you should be charging. Um, and also, I think a lot of the time some people still perhaps view grooming as a little bit of a hobby, mm-hmm. you know, and particularly if you're setting up from home, it's like, well, you haven't got any overheads. You know, you're just doing this to make a little bit of extra cash. So I think it's really important that we understand, you know, even if we're running a business from home, you know, there are still overheads. We are we need to look to make a living and we need to be charging the right amount and not, you know, doing a dog and then charging. Oh, that's 25 pounds. And please thanks. And it's taking you like two and a half hours to do, um, you know, and it is a skill, you know, what we learn and what we're constantly learning throughout the years of of us grooming, you know, we're constantly building on our expertise and spending the time doing the training, doing the research, looking at webinars, going Mm -hmm. to seminars. Um, we need to really build up the, you know, the grooming business, and and expand. Want people um, to see it for what it is, and so therefore we need to charge, you know, the right amount of money depending on what area you're in, because I think yeah. area does play um, a role in roughly how much you're charging. But um, yeah, looking to charge you worth.
0: I think um, a lot of it from my experience can be uh, can come down to your own sort of money mindset. And how
1: Absolutely. You,
0: how you've grown up with money, how money was talked about when you're growing up as a child, and um, your experiences um, spending money, and maybe um, getting into debt. But if you uh, if you look back at how you treated money and how you were grown up with money, maybe that can start giving you an idea of why you're having these feelings around um, being like embarrassed about asking for like 20- yeah. We're asking for money for your services. I mean, with my concern is that, you know, you, you are trading your time and your skill for money. You should be earning what you deserve. And, I, and
1: yeah, totally agree.
0: Like you said, if you don't um, have a hand on your figures and you don't plan and set goals for yourself financially, you might look back at what you're earning and just go, you know, you might find you're earning less than minimum wage. If you're slogging your guts out and not charging the correct amount of money or charging more for yourself, you might find that you're actually doing yourself a disservice and you might just go work at Tesco's, mightn't you? Because, you know...
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, yeah, when you are busting your gut and you're working really hard and you've got really tricky dogs on that table that are, you know, not being compliant at all. And you look at what you're earning, yeah, too bloody right, go and work at Tesco's for the same, for the same amount of money. Um, yeah.
0: And I think some of that sometimes comes down to, what we were discussing earlier about, you know, running a business can be very difficult. No one actually teaches you how to do this stuff. So by writing down your financial goals, saying how much mm-hmm. you want to earn each month, And then looking at um, the volume of work that you're doing, are the prices that you're charging going to get you to your goal? Work it backwards. If you've got a goal of £2,000, how many pets do you have to groom in that month to earn that kind of money after all your bills Mm -hmm. have gone out? And by doing that, you then start to realize bloody hell, I'm going to have to do like hundreds and hundreds, or maybe actually it's not too bad. I've only got, I can do a manageable amount. Mm-hmm. So by working your goals backwards, that can help you start looking at your prices. What do you think about that?
1: I totally agree. And I think that's a really good place to start is how much do you want to earn? How much profit do you want to make? How much money do you want in your own bank account that you can spend on yourself, on your own personal bills, and then work it back from there? It's a, it's a great starting point. And it's something that, you know, we're not taught, we're not taught this stuff at school you know, we're not, and then we, we train to be a dog groomer and then we kind of get thrown out into this business Mm -hmm. world and we kind of go, sorry, what's national insurance? What, what, what does, what is tax? What do I, how does this work? What is my, you know, it's, it's really complicated. And and I know some groomers have put together, I think, was it Kate, I've got a name here, Katie Rourke Dowding, who's done like, um, a, like a grooming calculator and she does quite a lot of seminars right. um, and she's produced a calculator, um, which, which is great. But it in my head still, I find it really, really complicated, but it's almost like you, you almost want like a, just a spreadsheet with a, that you can just hand to a groomer and go, right, this is, this is what you need to ensure that you've got covered. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah step got by step on. guide. And then you go into the mindset thing and, um, that, you know, I'm really sorry, it's going to cost you this. Let's stop apologising for it. You know, it, you're you're sacrificing your time for money. It is your business. It is down to you what you charge, and it's up to you what you charge. And if people don't like it,
1: there's plenty of competition out there. Absolutely. I've got a great example. Right, last week. So um, I, d- I do cats occasionally. We're not like a massive cat groom, but I've done cats the last 20 years. I like cats, but a lot of um the girls that i work with aren't that keen so um and that's fine so um i groomed a cat last it was a main coon so a huge huge cat yeah um the I, I made the owner watch what i did so he could actually see the process of how it was handled and the fact that you had to have two people etc and the cat was hard work it took me an hour and 20 minutes which for a cat it is a long time normally yeah. you can get a cat groomed in half an hour and that's fine and normally i charge depending you know anything between sort of like 50 and 80 pounds for a cat yeah, for yeah. a half an hour's work um but then that's two people bearing in mind um yeah. and so I did this cat and then at the end of it you know the cat you know had a pop at me scratched <laughs> me a bit had a little bite nothing too severe um and at the end of it stood there and I went right that's that's 150 pounds please and Amazing. the guy just handed his card over
0: yeah <laughs> brilliant.
1: he saw the process yeah he understood how bloody difficult it was um right. in grooming the cat so you know that, that for me that was a that was a that was tick you know that was a
0: big that was a big win for you and yeah that a was massive, massive confidence boost as well when yeah. it
1: yeah. And so when
0: people come and approach me and say, you know, I'm, I'm I'm stuck with my pricing, I don't know what to do, it's it's all about testing. People, the fear, the fear of putting your prices up is a lot worse than actually doing it. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I, I'm, I'm coach coaching people at the moment and they're like, you know, I used to just, people used to pop in with their dog and I'd do a nail trim for them for free. And I'm like, well, why? Why? They will pay for this. And so they're, so now this lady's charging ten pounds for a nail trim. I mean, and people right. are, people don't care. People are like brilliant. had take my money? That's fantastic. But then
1: you compare that you compare that to taking your dog to the vets to get a nail trim. They're going to be charging you for the nail trim and for a consultation.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You
1: know, so ten pounds is nothing.
0: That's right. It's nothing. But what it does psychologically, when you start increasing your prices, and you start Um, looking at your prices and charging a little bit more. You don't have to go straight for the £10. You can start off at £2.50. And then the next person comes in, you charge charging £5. It's all about increasing your confidence, isn't it? And it's all about um, changing that mindset. If you don't ask people for more money, you won't get it. They're not going to voluntarily pay you more money. You need to (laughs) realise that you're worth more and you need to realise that you can put prices up. The um, a mentor that uh, I work with around pricing, uh, he's got a great quote that uh, the most expensive haircut in the Guinness Book of Records is $8,000. Wow. <laughs> wow. People will pay money. They might not pay that $8,000 for <laughs> uh, a dog haircut, but you need to ask for it. And just by um, putting your prices up slowly and creeping them up with your existing customers, it's a good way to help your mindset.
1: So my, my question back to you then, so what would be some tips and techniques to um, – we, we touched on this beforehand slightly – about as a groomer and we're looking to charge that extra, or we, you know, oh, hi, just to let you know your your 45-pound groom is now going up to 48 pounds. How should we as a groomer perhaps approach that with, with our clients?
0: It's, I think you've probably just scared a lot of people then. Forty-five pounds. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It should yeah. be around those levels. And, yeah. and you're right to you're right to say that. And as you've done, you've rightly pointed out with your cat room, you've educated your customer there, haven't you? You've shown your customer there the value of the work that you're Only doing. Only
1: because I made him watch. If I if I'd taken an hour and twenty, and he'd come back. Would he have been so happy to have handed over his card and me charging him? I think it was really useful. I think so many clients have no idea what we charge Mm -hmm. at all.
0: Uh, Sorry, not what we charge, what what we actually
1: do, the process, understand Um, the process.
0: Yeah, and this is a great, um, this is where Facebook and Instagram is a brilliant tool, isn't it? You could put time lapse videos on there, like the work that you're doing. Yeah. You can put, um, you know, photos of the matted hair that you're cutting off the cats or the dogs. Photos of your wounds now and then to say, like, you know. This is what we have to deal with, you know. Dogs pooed everywhere, yuck, <laughs> that sort of stuff. So it's all about educating your customers, isn't it? And then when yeah. when your customer comes in and um, you start talking to them about what you've done with their dog that day, and then you, the last thing you're going to be talking to them is about the price. But by the time you've spoken to them about the price, they're already aware of all the great things that you've done with their dog, and they're already like, oh wow, you've really treated my dog really well. You've mm-hmm. had a, a new wart on his head. Um, you've, you've picked up on an ear infection, so I'm going to take to the vets. Thank you for that. You know, he's got a, a broken nail or something like that. It's all about, and you know, that links into that customer service, isn't it? And it's about bringing that value. Um, I, I, like 80% of it is the haircut. The rest of it is that customer service and that value. And by bringing that value in, you can then start charging a bit more. You Absolutely. Going back to your question about how you're going to put prices up, again, obviously you don't want to ambush your customers. You want to put out plenty of information, plenty of notice. I'm not going to lie, and I'm sure you've found the same. People will object to it, won't they?
1: Some, but it's that's not it. many.
0: Not many, that's right. And
1: Yeah, in the scale of it.
0: And if you're a pet groomer that is running a full book and you've got no, no room in your book for new customers... If you've got someone that says, sorry, I'm going to have to go somewhere else because they're price-driven and they don't see the value in your work, all you're doing is you're opening up your book for a brand-new customer who's never worked with you before, has no experience with your prices, and is going to pay the, the new price, which could be even higher because you are going to go to your new customers with a higher price point so that you can get those charges in.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah i agree with that i i mean another another thing that works really effectively for me is that all of my um puppy grooms i always encourage everyone to come to me between four and five months of their first puppy groom yep. i make them stay yeah i make them stay there stand there and watch how their dog is handled how their dog reacts to having a brush or a comb on it and i'd say 98 percent of the time they're like oh my god God, I didn't realize that that's what you did, or how you did it, or yeah, dog or was like staying still. Yeah, or, or most of the time, I never. Oh, I can't believe how well behaved my dog is, and I'm like, well, yeah.
0: And I think that's such a fantastic approach because you're educating your customers, aren't you?
1: And I think it's so important, so important, because there's no point just like you know, you get a matted doggy and then just slating the customer, and making the customer feel like shit because. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like that. They they feel inferior because they haven't done a good enough job in in keeping their cockapoo's coat brushed. And it's hard. It Maintenance is really hard. And I think it's I think it's really really important that um all of our customers know what tools they need to use, yeah. how often they need to brush it, and then actually show them how to do it, and then get them to go through the coat so that yeah. they know so, how to do it.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Then they know how how the coat should feel whilst it's groomed. And yeah. then they can see the differences, can't they? yeah and that, all this will bring you to a position where you can charge more because they see so much more value in what you offer them
1: completely yeah yeah
0: but next it takes us nicely into the importance of customer service and what what's your experiences around customer service and dealing with complaints and um grumpy and nice customers
1: i think it i think customer service is one of the most important things i think. You've got to treat the customer as though they're your best friend. Your yeah. best friend with the with your most favourite dog in the world has just walked in that salon. Okay. They've just walked in, and you're like, "Oh my god, how lovely to see you! I've missed you. You've missed the dog, etc." You know, and 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 but talk through. You know, have have that really good bond with them. Talk about themselves. Talk about how they are. People. People love talking about themselves, you know, and, you know, encourage it. And then I think build build a relationship with them to the That's point nice. where they they will never want to go to another groomer because they have 100% faith and 100% trust in you and the relationship that you've got with both the owner and also the dog as well.
0: This is so true. And then when you build that relationship um, with a customer, and I'm going to talk about, the wording around customer in a minute. When you build that relationship with a customer, you have that ability to go to them with problems. So, you know, you might have a very unfortunate accident with their dog, or um, you might have found something on their dog that you need to talk to them about, or you've had Mm -hmm. to take the dog a bit shorter this time because they've lapsed a a bit longer than they normally do. But because you've got that relationship with them, They appreciate your help and advice so much more, and you can go to them and talk to them about it. Of
1: course you can, yeah. I mean, so many mistakes I've made on dogs over the past. You know, when you've accidentally picked up the wrong blade, put it on the dog, and (laughs) you've taken out, like, a, you know, you've got your number 10 blade, and you've just taken out a chunk of the dog, and you're like, but you've got a great relationship with with your customer that you've just got, oh, God, I'm really sorry, completely messed up you know and they're fine they're generally okay. fine but i mean obviously we need to perhaps move on to the times when there are complaints and complaints do happen and how how is the best way to deal with it um i think i yeah
0: so um the biggest one for for our company um is probably uh one half of the the couple brings the pet in and uh, asks for a particular yes. groom, yes. you do that particular groom, and then the dog goes home, and the other half of the relationship goes
1: complaints.
0: crazy, and yeah. you go from both both bowels. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. But,
0: you know, dealing dealing with the complaints, you can you. There's always something to learn from people's complaints, and you've always got to welcome that feedback. It's so difficult to take. I completely understand that, and it can knock your confidence. And it can um, sort of beat you up a bit. And we always remember the bad person that, say so you've had 10 dogs in, you're always going to remember the, the one that complains about the haircut. Um, but there's always something to learn from them. Always approach it from like an, I'd like to say, like an adult approach. You, you're not going to get into an argument. You're going to take mm. on what they're going to talk about and um, you'll deal with their issues but also having in mind you're never going to win all the time. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's the way you deal with it. Never yeah. get into an argument, you know. Ensure that there's evidence, evidence everything. Yeah. So, hundred, you know, every single time you get a before photograph of the dog, you then get an after photograph of the dog. If there's anything that you find that's yeah. on the dog that potentially that owner might accuse you of doing, but it's already been found on the dog, Take a photograph of it, highlight it to the owner. Have CCTV in your salon. Yeah. Th- honestly, that has saved my life so many times by being able to say to a customer who has accused me of, make, you know the dog must have fallen off the table, the dog's limping. What have you done?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's my word against theirs. Uh, they're gonna, the assumption is they're going to think I'm lying, um, but if I can say, listen. I have CCTV. You can come back. You can watch how your dog was handled. You know, and that that means that there's no issue. Yeah. Um,
0: Another um, and the photograph thing is so so important. The Mm. checking the pet in, checking the pet in with the owner. Make sure that it's all. uh, If you find mats, start discussing with the owner about how you're going to deal with those mats. Stop your groom. If you're midway through a groom and you find something, stop your groom, speak to the owner and ask how they want to proceed. You know, yeah. You know, your dog's got a bit of a scab on its back legs. How, how do you want us to proceed? Do you want us to clean it up? or Do you want us to stop? You know, highlight these issues so that the owner doesn't find them and then think, oh, you're just trying to cover it up. Yeah. Take, take those photos, like you said. The thing is, with the photos and the, talking to the owner is, you will never beat a vet's opinion Mm -hmm. (laughs) pet groomers will lose every time that pet is taken to the vets
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: the vets are held in a very high esteem by the owners and if a vet makes a sort of suggestion that the groomer has done whatever the the issue is you're gonna get it, okay? But yeah. how you deal with that? Um, I don't know about you, but we offer a complete money back guarantee. You know, if you're not happy with our service, we will yeah. we, we'll refund your money and um, we'll do your pet. It, it just gives people that confidence in using you, you know? We stand by our service. We know that we can do a good job on your pet. Talk to us if you're not happy and we'll try and mix by it. And if mm. not, we offer a money back guarantee. And that gives you the a dead end to your conversation or the argument. Yeah. What did you think about that?
1: I totally agree. Exactly the same. You know, if particularly when you get new ones in, you have you know you you have having, you have that initial conversation, then sometimes you may misinterpret what they say. You may misinterpret what they want, or you've listened to what they want and you've done something maybe slightly different, and they're like, "I'm not really happy." So first and foremost, please bring the dog back in and let me rectify. You yeah. know what we've done. First and foremost. If it can't be, and it's kind of maybe um, we've clipped off a dog and it shouldn't have been clipped off, then yeah, that was our mistake. So um, I would always offer, you know, offer offer a refund, or if not, offer a free groom. So by encouraging them to come back, you say, okay, your next groom um, yeah. will give you free of charge or fifty percent off, depending on how um, how harshly they're complaining about stuff. But I mean, it does happen. It doesn't happen regularly. No. But you just need to be aware that when it does happen, how to deal with it and not to completely have a massive breakdown and not to get angry. The worst thing you can do is to get angry and And start.
0: Take a breather. Don't write that message. Don't send that message until you've reread it. Don't send that email until you're ready.
1: Discuss Um, it with lots of people first and then word it. So it's really calm. Yeah. And it it. works. You know.
0: And you can turn your. You'll, compl- you'll never win with everyone, but that builds that relationship. And if you keep people yeah. on your side, you can turn them into your best customers. They love it. Um,
1: Absolutely. My wife, yeah. My I
0: mean, a bunch of flowers given to her before for dealing with a complaint. You know, it doesn't have to be the end of the world, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Have yeah, to be no,
1: it the doesn't world. But but people can be really nasty. I mean, yeah. in in every part of life, you know. But you know when when somebody's annoyed about something and to be honest it probably isn't the groom there's probably they've probably got other rubbish going on in their head that's but it's just you're getting the brunt of it you know where I'm going to ruin your business I'm going to close your business I'm going to put this all over social media you will never work again I've had that thrown in my face over the phone you know by a woman screaming and it's like Okay, she obviously had other issues going on,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, a a, a great example. Um, We had a very, very matted dog come in. We took loads and loads of photos. Um, The lady um, messaged us on Facebook and said, you know, I'm really unhappy. I'm gonna go, I'm weaponizing Facebook against you. I'm gonna put a a negative review on. the site." that's fine. Put that negative review on, not a problem our response will include the photos of your matted pet as to tell people to tell people outside the story yeah um and she said okay i'm not going to put a review on and um and then we recognize that we don't want her as a customer say no to people it is okay To say no in your business. It is your business. You can, if someone isn't a fit for your business, (laughs) because you will spend a lot of time and a lot of money making these, dealing with these customers, Uh, you will spend a lot of your time dealing with them.
1: So how do you say no to a customer? I find it really hard. I know uh, all the girls that work with me also, it's kind of like, oh, I really don't like this dog. I don't like, it. and it's not normally the dog. It's not I, I don't like this owner. You know, yeah. the owner is the one that kind of, you know, affects them or me. So,
0: um, two, two I can think of. Um, it's normally, so uh, one person used to come to us twice a year and there was always some, something wrong. There was always something wrong, whether it was the haircut was too short, Price is too expensive. We yeah. came out of lockdown and we put our prices up by 19% because we knew that we had just had to change something. And so price was always going to be a barrier for this person. And um, we, we decided to put the dog in. Again, not complained, but grumbled about the price and grumbled about this, that and the other. So that was it. It was I phoned him up and um, he'd been quite shouty with the staff before in previous Um, grooms as well. I phoned him up and said, look, um, it's really, this is time for you to move on. We we just cannot um, make you happy. Uh, We always find that you have something that you're not happy about, whether it be the price or the haircut. Um, So I think it's time that you find a new groomer. I don't think we're the right fit for you anymore. He was generally shocked. I don't think (laughs) he realised that he was complaining maybe, but... I had to support my staff, and oh, absolutely! Me, you know why? Why isn't your wife phoning me? Why isn't your staff phoning me? I said, to be fair, they didn't want to be shouted at by you because <laughs> you've shouted at them before. Well, you know, you don't know how to treat people. You can't do that to me. I'm your loyal customer. I said, that's fine. I take that on board, but we're no longer a good fit for you. Um, so he came to us twice a year, and he found himself a new groomer. I Don't know who. Next phone call is a lovely lady that wants to book their shih tzu in every six weeks. Perfect. Who am I gonna, am I gonna choose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're six week regular, definitely. That's right. And you go back to your staff or you you the stress releases from you because mm. you know you no longer have to look at your diary and go, oh. They're coming in. What's yeah. going to be the problem this time?
1: I know. I know if Danielle's watching this now, she'd be she'd be smiling and definitely agreeing with everything that you're saying. Yeah.
0: Why should we allow ourselves to be bullied by people?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. your business, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really yeah, good way of putting it, saying, Yeah, you're no longer you're no longer right for us, you're no longer the right fit, you know, I think it's best that you go and find yourself another groomer. Yeah. Yeah. Why and that not? works.
0: It, yeah. It's so empowering to say no to people. Mm. And um, it, like I said, no one's, no one, there's no regulations around what, how much you charge. and no regulations as to you must take on every dog. It's your business, isn't it? Mm. So I think that's really empowering. And the one yeah. thing I was going to say about customers, now, um, I I've got a fantastic book that people should read it's called uh, oversubscribed by daniel priestley and um he talks about
1: i'm gonna
0: write this oversubscribed by daniel priestley apparently he's redone it there's a new edition to it and uh, you've got to buy the one with all the with lots of people on it so this talks about when your your business is full and um, as, as people wanting to do business with you and how that can help you put your prices up. But the great thing in there is he talks about how you want to have clients. Customers come and go, customers pop in and out, clients work with you. Clients book those scheduled appointments. Clients will give you feedback and work with you over complaints. And that's what you want to build up. You want to build up clients and have clients rather than customers. So I'd really uh, encourage people to, a bit of audible or um, a bit of lockdown learning, as I call it, go out and uh, have a look at oversubscribed and um, see if you can extract some useful information about from that. So I think it would be really helpful.
1: Yeah, definitely have a read of that book. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, because it's, where do you stop? You know, we get an inquiry. Yeah, we'll squeeze you in, you know, and just just keep filling, don't you? You
0: yeah, know, that's right. That's right. Particularly
1: when you kind of hit, the, you know, your busy months where it suddenly goes crazy from like April. I mean, you have all the regulars that constantly come in and then suddenly you get April to sort of July where it's just ridiculously busy. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Yeah, so making them into clients rather than customers is, uh, yeah, really important.
0: Clients rather than customers. And then that's, um, I suppose, dealing with uh, grumpy customers, it sort of brings us into your... You, your comment about not beating yourself up too much about grooms and uh, particular grooms and stuff, but you can.
1: Yeah, stand- I think you know we're, we're social media. We're so bombarded. We've got Pooch Perfect going on as well, so we're seeing you know the, we're seeing these these top top of their game groomers mm-hmm. on Pooch Perfect. You know, doing you know your double coats and then doing you know your spirals on poodles, which most groomers generally don't or haven't. Yeah. tried yet probably i expect they we all could if we had a go um but just you know we're pet groomers we are we're there to groom your your pet your family pet on a regular basis and keep it clean comfortable and looking nice so it's got so it's got a tidy trim and it's nicely balanced you know in which in whatever way that will be if you're going to seven 7f it all off or you're going to attach it scissor the legs whatever however the, the owner wants it and just understand that you we're all striving for perfection, but nothing ever is perfect. You no. know, you've got to just look at something, and go, you know what? And Colin Taylor came up with a, was what one of the words he used was, "Good is good enough." <laughs>
0: you stole and it. It's... You stole it from me.
1: <laughs> but it's right. Did he steal it from you?
0: No, I was going to say the same. <laughs> ah, there
1: you go. so but it is, but it it's you know that it sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, good is good enough. You look at it and you go, right? Is it clean? Is it balanced? Is it tidy? It's good enough to go. And it's only us as groomers that are seeing the tiny little nuances or the little details or the slight little mistakes and stuff, you know, so stop beating ourselves up about it. Look at it from a a customer client's point of view and, and know that we, you know, that's a, that's a good job we've done. It's good enough. It can go out the door, you know, don't be sitting there fiddling for hours and hours and hours and then stressing out about, yeah, Oh my God, it's not perfect. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. it will never be perfect will it and then
1: never then, and
0: then your owner will go and take the dog down the park and it'll jump in yeah. a pond so <laughs> yeah.
1: you know what <laughs> I always say I always say the best thing so um, so at both of our salons there's windows that you can see them walking away which is lovely and I think the, the best thing to do is to actually see that dog walking away with its owner beautiful, beautiful haircut nice and clean little bums doing that you know an owner is delighted and the dog's happy and it looks fantastic so yeah it's a good sight to see definitely
0: that's it and I think it's an issue that uh, I'm sure 99% of the people within the pet grooming industry have within their in their their own feeling the feeling of um, not being good enough or or that's never quite right you know Hairdressers must have the same issue as well, don't they? When oh, their, their I'm sure
1: anyone who's got a skill, you know, are always going to be, um, you know, check, you know, doubting, questioning their own work, always, you know. So I think
0: there's some some things that you can um, do around that, and I mentioned um, imposter syndrome to you before we came on, and I'll talk about mm-hmm. that a bit, but there's some things that you can implement in your business um, to help you sort of gain that confidence and um, one of those is definitely asking for feedback and asking for um, things like google reviews and facebook reviews because there's nothing nicer than seeing that dog go, go away like you said and then a few hours later or the next day you get a lovely little five-star google review or facebook review. Yeah. and when you get that review celebrate it there's so many groomers out there that are sitting on hundreds of reviews you're sitting on your facebook reviews i know yourself you've got uh, 59 five-star reviews on your Facebook page. Do you- Have I? Yeah. <laughs> how? You know? I, better,
1: I better start sharing those, yeah. Yeah,
0: share them, you know, mm-hmm. screenshot them. Yeah. Put them up as a picture. Repurpose those reviews. Yeah. Tell your customers how good you are. Put them on Instagram and say, put them on an Instagram story and say thank you for, uh, thank you for your review. Share them with your staff, you know. So I have a, we've got a staff Facebook um, WhatsApp group. So whenever we get like an email saying thank you or a Facebook review or Google review, screenshot it and share it with everyone. It just brings you up, doesn't it? It makes you
1: positive. about yeah.
0: Or work. Um, now we we're talking about um, imposter syndrome. I think you said it's something that you've not um, come across before.
1: I'd not heard of the word before, no. Oh. No, the, I didn't understand the meaning of it.
0: So imposter syndrome is something that we all suffer from um, in different sort of levels and in different parts of our life. And it's that feeling of um, being inadequate or uh, that self-doubt or feeling a fraud or saying, well, you know, that groom, I was just lucky with that groom, that, that, that went well. Well, was it luck, was it? Or was it actually your skill that, that made that groom go well? Um, so uh, you know, it's about sabotaging yourself, I suppose, and setting yourself up to fail. If you you need to change that mindset and go into go into everything with a positive mindset, everything turns out a lot more positively, doesn't it?
1: Oh, hugely! Yeah, yeah. I think we all, you know, we we do all die, and we and everyone has good days and bad days, don't they? Yeah. One thing I would like to add to this is, and what I've learned recently is it's very easy when you groom it because you know it's quite repetitive we're doing the same thing so we you know we bath in the dog you're doing the same process you get half the time you're not even thinking most of the time you're just blasting away brush drying the dog or whatever and you you mind somewhere else you're kind of thinking shit i've got the next dog coming in in an hour or god i'm starving or i want a coffee break i want a cigarette break i want my lunch break or whatever you want um what am I gonna have for tea tonight God, you know, it's three o'clock already. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I think so. what, what's a really good um, thing just to try is is to actually spend a whole day actually being present for the whole duration. So whilst you're actually grooming, just be really mindful and really aware of exactly what you're doing. And I've been really trying to practice it for the last, kind of since lockdown. What a difference. My days are so... Like so much more enjoyable, you know. Just being present, being aware, being aware of what you're doing, thinking about what you're doing. Don't don't have your mind racing on, you know, tomorrow, next day, next year, my next holiday when I can fly somewhere. (laughs) You know, start yeah, start kind of just being in the moment, being present, being aware of what you're doing, and and then you start for some reason you start enjoying it more.
0: You start concentrating and realizing the work that you're doing is really good, and like you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. The touch of the dog and yeah. being with the dog because that's why yeah. you're, you're you're doing it. That's why you're there,
1: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. So
0: um, another another good um, book that I'm going to recommend that people read or listen to, um, and I've I've listened to some podcasts with this lady, and um, she's really sort of uh, insightful and really reassuring that uh, imposter syndrome is a thing and that we all suffer from it. You know. We all have our little niggles, our little worries, and that's okay because we're all human so another another book I'd recommend people with reading would be called uh, it's called unmasking It's all one word unmasking by Tara Halliday and I've got uh, I'll be over here unmasking by Tara Halliday. It's all, Tara on, Halliday. Uh, it's all on Amazon and uh, I'm sure it's probably on Audible and stuff like that. I think um, once you start acknowledging that you have um, these foibles or, you know, these worries, and then you start doing something about it, you know, the doing takes away all that worry and all that concern, doesn't it?
1: Hugely, yeah.
0: You know, we were discussing earlier about the worry about putting your prices up, and Mm. the the worry is that what are people going to say and what are people going to think? But when you actually do it, they quite often don't realise or they don't say anything,
1: do they? No, no, like 99.9% of the time, it is not an issue, you know, you've you've put your sign up saying my prices are going up, you then give them the money, and also I think the, the difference now is that before when people were counting out their £10 and getting their pound <laughs> coins out, they are counting the money. When they've got a card, then half the time I don't think they listen, do they? They just like, put the card in, that's fine, and... For most people, it's not an issue, and, and as you say, you know, if your your customers are your clients and become your clients as they properly should, then they have no issue in in charging um, a little bit extra.
0: No, that's it, and it's the same about worrying about your dog room. You know, the worry is probably a lot worse than, well, uh, the bark is a lot worse than the bite, isn't it? As you oh, can, yeah. My dog barking. Yeah the uh, the worry the worry is a lot worse than the reality so the
1: reality. yeah 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 always but that's the same with everything
0: isn't
1: it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Um, a little thing i shared with my group on a zoom call the other night was direct debits and that you know putting your clients onto a direct debit again can take away that whole conversation on money every every time every appointment
1: that's a good idea
0: it works so well.
1: how many so based on your um customer base how many customers have you got that on
0: uh, at the what moment percentage we've got, we've got a full percentage on it we've been sort of setting it up and trialing it and getting some feedback from people and some reviews to be able to put into literature but it's definitely the way ahead you know mm. we've had customers that um want to come to us more often but can't maybe can't afford it well now we can spread it out for them
1: yeah it's a good um, idea
0: you know, we introduce a new service like teeth cleaning. Yeah, add it to the direct debit. That's great. You know, it's yeah, no,
1: that's great idea. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good thing. I think looking to the to the future, definitely. Now we're kind of going really cashless now for everything. Yeah, going down um, that route makes perfect sense. And then, yeah, discussing like all the add-ons that you can additionally do, as well as just the groom. So things like the teeth cleaning.
0: That's it. So, yeah. um, and then um, yeah, you ask. I've got a track Well, I this, this is my dog barking now. Always <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. The yeah. chuck them on put them on diet debit. You know, you put all our important things in life a lot of time on diet debit. So why not put your pet grooming on it? Yeah, that's sort of my motto. Yeah, right. I think
1: that's- it's,
0: it's been fantastic meeting you and it's been really really great hearing your uh, opinions and thank you uh, you've you've set up a really good business and i think you're you're an inspiration to those that want to go into business you can prove that there's more to just uh, pet grooming you know you've got your training and you've got staff and you're doing really well so it's been great to speak to you
1: no it's been a pleasure speaking as well you know and hopefully you know other groomers can you know pitch in and watch and and learn and just take yeah just take a little bit of um, some of the topics that we've talked about and hopefully it'll help them in some way forward with developing their own grooming career and their own grooming business as well
0: that's right and um, I really encourage people within this group to um, put their wins into the group so make when so things like that, that groom that you did and you charged a bit more that was like a win Put those wins into the group, and that really inspires people to do a bit more. And they learn how to do it, and uh, we can make those connections as well within the group.
1: Yeah, no, definitely will do.
0: Well, I look forward to um, catching up with you c- catching up with you again another day. Um, hopefully, people will watch this. Watch this back, and if you do watch this back on Facebook, then please press uh, replay so I know that um, you've enjoyed it. And we uh, really look forward to any feedback people can give us. So uh, yeah,
1: I was to, let us know. Like I'm, I would be really interested if there is any. You know, particularly some of the stuff that I've dug down. is it relevant? Was it useful? You know what? What do people? What you know? What do people really need to know and or need more help with their grooming business?
0: exactly what this group's all about so yeah let's get in the group let's leave some feedback let's put your problems in there and your challenges and we'll work through them all together
1: all
0: right. excellent and you've got lots of reading to do
1: oh my god i've got two books to order now yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: no I'm worries
1: else. yeah
0: lockdown learning Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. take care cheers. of yourself bye,
1: you too. all right cheers bye, bye. bye.